Some people call me the space cowboy Yeah Some call me the gangster of love Some people call me Maurice Cause I speak of the pompatists of love Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Cutting Weight. I'm your host, Mike Stahl. We've got Shane McNona with us, Jim Ayers. We've got a couple of special guests here tonight. Uh, we've got Tim Bank here with us, who took part in the January 6th insurrection. He calls it the Patriot Parade. Uh, we've also got Dan Single, another John Carroll alumni, both of them John Carroll alumni. Dan Single is actually the uh, person who invented the double cheeseburger, oddly enough. Uh, we've got a couple of beers here. We'll hear from there here in just a second, but uh, this is going to be a podcast for the ages, I think, because we've got a couple of folks here on the Ayers compound slash Bernat compound that uh, could really add, could really take this to the next level. I think this podcast is going to blow the balls off a of charging rhino, frankly. So... Give them a tug, uh, and let's get this party started. Uh, in, in light of that, I didn't hear the song that was playing, but Shane played it, so I'm assuming it was Menudo. Um, but uh, we've got the Cowboys with us here tonight, so uh, I hope you enjoyed The Joker by Steve Miller. Um, the beer that we're drinking tonight is by Heavy Seas Brewing Company, and it's called Impending Doom. And this is a... Uh, a serious beer for for really well, serious well, Mike, drinkers. It's uh, it's a serious night. I mean, we we've, <laughs> yeah. we've had many nights leading up to this. We were pretty excited last week to come back after a long uh, sabbatical. And uh, oh boy, I just <laughs> the reason I say oh boy for the people that are listening out there. So obviously we got some. We got Dan. We got Tim sitting with us now. They're responsible. They're prompt. They're on time. There's some other people that are just straggling in. Uh, the compound is alive with excitement and debauchery. Impending doom. Impending doom. Which leads us to Mike. Is uh, tell us about pending doom. So impending doom. Yeah, pending doom is a. Uh, um, this is out of Baltimore, Maryland. I almost hated to even pick it up, but uh, we don't have many Ravens fans here on the podcast. But uh, Heavy Seas is a good beer, popular beer, a popular brewery in uh, Washington, D.C., where I used to call home for a couple of years that worked at the Pentagon. Uh, this one weighs in at a hefty 9.5 uh, ABV. So it's a sipping beer. It's not bad tasting. And uh, yeah, I hope it's not too indicative of the crazy train that we just all uh, hopped on here tonight. Well, speaking of hops, this beer's got a lot of them in it, I'm sure. And another guy who just happened to matriculate in, John Bernat just came in. He's a beer brewer. John, come over here really quick yeah, yeah, yeah. to the microphone. Yeah, hello. So this is John Bernat, our friend Tom, who is, uh, who's been a guest previously. Lowest rated show, by the, also, that Tom was on. <laughs> by hope I can beat that one. <laughs> Well, it's not going to take much. There's more people in this room that listen to that show. So, <laughs> so uh, you you are a beer connoisseur. Don't drink that one because that one has no alcohol in it. So yeah, yeah I mean, Tom handed that to me. Yeah, you're not going to like a couple cups. We're going to get you a good one, but you're going to you're going to try the one, which is this is what we're doing. It's pen, okay. impending doom. It's by Heavy Seas. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Why don't you get have a little sip? Tell us what you think. It's an IPA. You know we like those. I, I, I got a preview of the ABV on it, so I, I, I'm a little. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully someone can drive off. you home. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good thing it's only a quarter of a glass. You know, I can make it. Right. Initial. <laughs> <laughs> Initial thoughts, John. What do you think? Uh, 
big trouble because you're going <laughs> to like it and you're going to drink it and okay. you know you're not going to stop after two and then you're going to wonder what happened. It's yeah. delicious. And it's then it's very, the impending very good, doom, right? Very good. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the malt backbone on it. It's it's good. It's not too overly hop, but uh, it's good balance. Sometimes they're too sweet. This one's really really good. That, well, that thank you. you might have to make it like you'll be like a regular actual beer guy that knows about beer. That could I was going to say that was entirely too sophisticated for this podcast. We're going to have to edit that out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll tone it down from this point on. Yeah. Okay. No, nah, that was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was that was top notch. Um, yeah. So, uh, geez, let's let's introduce our our. our I mean, there's a. a our, a, a gaggle of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gaggle here. So here in the room in uh, Ayers' <laughs> basement, um, aside from the folks we just introduced, uh, Tim Bank and Dan Sig uh, Single, we've got a, a gentleman from overseas. Again, a, uh, a, a he keeps reminding us about the War of eighteen twelve, and we've asked him to stop. His name's Ronan, and uh, welcome, Ronan. Hi guys. Big Oasis fan claims they're bigger than the Beatles. I don't believe them. <laughs> Uh, we've also got uh, Tom Bernat hanging out in the background again, one of our worst podcasts ever. Uh, Del Caprosi decided to dress up as a uh, stereotypical dad and make a make an appearance. Uh, he's got khakis on and an Oxford with uh, uh, just tucked tightly into his into his pants. They're very tight pants, by the way, too. Like. I Show the package. Show the package. I was literally going for the English one. <laughs> we have a friends over me. Wow. Yeah. Class. <laughs> Uh, but our guest of honor tonight, uh, who really needs no introduction, who we talked about previously on on the podcast, and uh, is is Kerry uh, uh, Volkman, uh, the original Space Cowboy, and uh, somebody who's played a, a key role in our development at, at uh, various stages of our life. But uh, welcome to the show, Coach. Um, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Um, yeah, just lay lay something on us. What? Do, what? Well, you can leave it there, knowledge. Coach. You can, we can hear you pretty good if you just headbutt. <laughs> say something. Say, say, say hello, hello to everybody. Hey. Uh, they did call me the space cowboy. They probably called me a lot of <laughs> a lot of other things uh, back in the day. But these are my cowboys, and this is how I lived, and. I have no regrets, and I did it my way. Wow! I just sang this in Chautauqua. I uh, they had a karaoke, and I said, "Hey, can you play a little Frank Sinatra?" And I just belted it out. So you want me to sing that? <laughs> we'll get to the yeah, karaoke thing later. I just did yet. it my <laughs> way. Well, there, were, there was one time when I was I was at John Carroll. Coach V was our coach, and uh, I think it was after the season. They might have had the uh, Christmas party or something for the athletic department. Well, this is gonna go deep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, and there's a, it's like midnight or whatever. And I'm, I'm leaving the gym or whatever, walking through there, and I hear like somebody singing. And I peek into the blue gold room. There's one person in there by themselves, and I shit you not, they're singing Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I can see By that. himself at midnight. With no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just poked in there, 
just walked right I out. I might have had a problem keeping my pants on back in the day. <laughs> I don't. I'm just trying to keep, you know, set a good example for the wrestlers while I was, while I was there. This so. guy, just so if some of you don't know, um, this guy made the camel skin coat cool. Uh, he wore a camel skin blazer pretty frequently. He was also the first guy ever to wear his glasses down at the very end of his nose. Right on the bridge. Just like, the tip. He originated just the tip. No, no one. <laughs> it had a different meaning back then. But. No one could wear them that low and pull no. it off. No. And, uh, yeah, he made, the, he made that an acceptable. Uh, it was the acme of fashion, really, back back in the 90s. And, and some cowboy. I, used to, I mean, you're, you're, you've always liked the cowboy lifestyle, right? I mean, always. cowboy boots. I've seen you with a cowboy hat. I've seen you with a cowboy vest and underwear. I've seen that look before. Jets. Never owned a horse, though. That we know of. That we know of. Did you ever? Did you no, ever... but I rode a buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good enough. That's good enough in my book. <laughs> we'll rubber stamp that right into the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Over it. Uh, that might make you an Indian. Eslich's house. Oh. <laughs> I got on there. Yeah. We were, we were, Rich Eslich was uh, a guest one time. So speaking, of, like we, so we've introduced Coach V. He's obviously played a big part in all of our lives and touched us in, um, you know, a lot of ways. Lot of ways some of which we can't talk about. I saw him just touching um, Roland earlier. Yeah, so, so but we got Dale Caprosi, class of Carol ninety three. Tom Bernat, you 93. guys are ninety three. We got Dan Single, also class of ninety two three. Two three ish, <laughs> two point five. He did have to redo it. He had to redo his senior year. Oh yeah. We got Tim Bank, class of ninety two. Ronan, I don't know if you ever went to college. Do you have colleges over there or no? We went to college. Okay. <laughs> he, he told me earlier. Ronan told me earlier that he's part Scottish, Irish, Greek. Jamaican. Jamaican and albino. He's albino. albino. I'm sorry. That's how they pronounce it there. So I I apologize for my faux pas. And then uh, Mike Shane and I were class of '99, so we have a, a pretty big contingent of John Carroll Blue Streak wrestlers. Coach Wolfman was class of what? 60. 72. 72. 71. 41. Graduated in 71. Graduated in 71. Uh, back in the day, I was a two-sport athlete. I was lucky to. Uh, come to John Carroll because I thought maybe I was going to go up to Wisconsin and wrestle there uh, but I wanted to do both like for the for the Badgers like University of Wisconsin no 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 it was Wisconsin Stevens Point uh, no, no, that, that was the Whitewater. That Whitewater. was division. No, that was Wisconsin, Wisconsin State. That was division. <laughs> that was division three. So this was in division two. Tony DiCarlo uh, talked me into coming to Carroll, and he changed my life that way. So, well, obviously you uh, you know you got pretty good at recruiting yourself because you brought a ton got of all great. Of us. Yeah, I mean for starters we went to Carroll, but you yeah. had a lot of great teams, a lot of success. I think what Hall of Fame Division Three Hall of Fame coach, correct? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> that's what your Wikipedia page said, at least. So that's, that's how I knew about it. But, like, speaking of recruiting, but like, I if think we could... Joe Biden's got a lot of shit on his, on his uh, Wikipedia page that never yeah, happened. Either, you got to so fact check. I don't know about that. So, no. we don't want to get Banks started on that. Uh, uh, you missed the introduction. <laughs> he was. 
He was a part of the uh, what he calls the Patriot Parade, but the January sixth insurrection. So uh, we don't want to get we don't want to go down that road. Coach, tell us uh, tell us one of your favorite. Uh, if I can put you on the spot a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna share some stories that we have about you and some memories. But what about uh, what about Tony DiCarlo? Uh, do you remember most? He was he was a leader. He he was a guy that got things done. And he changed a lot of things over at, over at John Carroll. In the end, we were different kind of coaches. We saw things differently. But uh, seriously, without Tony DiCarlo, somebody's got an open a door for him, Mike. And uh, he was that guy who stayed with me. And he coached football and wrestling, and I wanted to do both, and he uh, he was all about that. So, Coach, I've already always wanted to ask you. You were at Lake Catholic. This is Tim Bank right now talking. <laughs> you were at Lake Catholic, obviously, for many years. Yeah, could, right? could, could we just identify? <laughs> identify. Identify ourselves in, in case... You're going to say something absolutely <laughs> that you don't want attributed to something incriminating to the lawsuit. Can and I want it to be connected one. to the resource this for that. Coach, talk about, how, talk about how you made the transition from Lake Athletic to John Carroll. Because I know you went in there, you did, you did a year before you got into coaching, and I'm assuming Tony DiCarlo recruited you there. I'll, I'll tell you this probably one of the toughest decisions. I ever made was leaving Lake Catholic because I was really happy there. I was I enjoyed it and Tim and I were coming through at that time and you wanted to coach us. Yeah, you kind of abandoned us our freshman year, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is why we brought these guys here today. We're gonna talk about yeah. how Coach Volk would abandon. We're gonna unpack some dancing. We're gonna we're gonna unpack it. Um, the counselors are waiting outside. You're set up. The reason he left the the real reason he left was Caprosi. I mean that you saw it was coming down the, the pipeline. So <laughs> good well let's just go back stall. He's got to pull out the cashmere coat <laughs> and the uh, what else would they wear? I mean, uh, I mean, I think you. No, you, you had it down. To, uh, uh, the, the, you had the the cashmere coat. Um, it was it was, yeah. You had the cowboy boots as well. Um, it was not uncommon to see Kerry rocking a mock and or full turtleneck underneath the uh, underneath the coat, cream colored, um, pretty often. Did he have his Tom Selleck mustache? Uh, uh, again, yeah, always, uh, always. Coach V, I remember it was like freshman year. Then he yeah. sophomore, he he had the mustache, Tom Selleck, Magnum PI. But look, and then down, but down in Florida. You know, we, we wrestle, we come back to the room, he's like, hey, everyone meet up on the bus, we're gonna go out to grab some dinner, have fun, blah, blah, blah. And Volkman shows up on the bus, sans mustache. <laughs> like, he shaved it off and we didn't even recognize it. And we all- He shaved it off, yeah, right as you got on- We like were wondering, like, like, did you have an interview? Like, what happened? <laughs> Are you changing job? We didn't know. Honestly, though, the reason I selected um, John Carroll University, was, or there were a couple of reasons one for the Jesuit tradition, but also the the photo of Volkman in the media guide. He had t 
tightly permed hair. <laughs> <laughs> Tight curls. Um, like Jim like Panch tight. Uh, yeah, and I, and I, I'm not sure what kind of what kind of activator he had going on there, but it was it was not soul glow, but something else, and that was it was really tight. And I said, boy, if a guy can pull that off, I'm sure he can he can turn me into an, an OAC champ just like that overnight. So uh, yeah, I I can remember that media guy getting that in the mail. I'm like, this is the one. This is it. <laughs> This is where I'm going to school. So I can't argue with that. <laughs> I'm just going to say that maybe I was a little vain back in that moment of time, and I also say that you mailed me that that letter by mistake. It wasn't, it wasn't addressed to me. It was sent to Jason Jackson and somehow it ended up in my house, and there I was on Deep Bernardo's doorstep. Hey, uh, so tell me about John Carroll. That, that was so, here. That was that was a line of contingent, man. It was uh, it was all all good shit. But I did so I had. Uh, Someone in the family who could uh, <laughs> perm your hair. Perm my hair. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if you haven't had your, you know, your hair perm, then fuck, you missed it. That's all I'm saying. Bigly, but perm's the problem. Did you get a perm back? I did, did have a perm. Oh my yes. god, I got a picture too. of that. <laughs> you did have a perm. You know, and and you know, some people keep their hair. And some people don't. <laughs> so that—that's a genetic disposition. And what are you going to bust all our balls now? The people that—I that I didn't bring up your hair, coach. Talk to Stall's the one that's talking here. I, I, I look, the one guy that was well, on when's board. When's he going to stop talking? <laughs> I just say the the one guy you had a major impact impact on was uh, was Panch. He kept that curl going. And uh, he said, no, I'm never going to give that up. It's never going to let you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, Probably one of the greatest equipment managers in John Carroll history, though, Mike. you got to give him that. I, yeah, absolutely. Braided belt. Um, he should be. Champion. National champ. He was Not a national champ. Not many people know that. Yeah, baseball. Marietta. National champ. National champ. Yeah. right? And I think he was the most valuable player. He might have been on that national Yeah, he was a stud. Of the second baseman? World Series. I think he was second. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is that winning the national championship baseball in Division Three can lead you to get you right into a full time job. Straight to the top, Dale. Straight to the top. I can tell you, that guy showed me how to put a clothespin through my jock strap. Uh, Change my Oops. life. Yep. Like no other. Absolutely. He did tell me, hey, you got to take it off first. I said, oh. <laughs> that's dangerous right there. You're talking. I think sharp on the other end. That's, that's next level stuff. Uh, so, so we also have Dan Single, who's up here from South Carolina. Coach V spends most of the year down in Florida. Right, and uh, Dan lives down in South Carolina in Georgetown, I learned, learned earlier today. He's uh, become a very successful orthopedic surgeon. He worked up here in the clinic for a while in Cleveland and then moved down there to a different practice. And give us a little bit of a uh, rundown of like your, your experience with John Carroll and Coach V and how, how he had an effect on you know where you ended up today, Dan. No, boy. They're sitting next to each other, so I don't know if I no, should. No. Now, um, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, 
Tim and I, Banco, were really close in high school, and we were both very much wanting to get out of town. And I think we were both looking at going to Miami of Ohio to wrestle <clears throat> until, for me, Coach showed up at our house one night and perm or no perm. I don't know. He was uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for a place to sleep. He had driven his automobile into our front yard and said, hey, cowboy. Which way is John Carroll? <laughs> I just stumbled through the front door. <laughs> but um So just so happens we were looking for a college at the time. He um you know, he gave us the spiel about, you know, staying close to home and I didn't want to hear it. <clears throat> My folks were interested because they could watch me wrestle, yeah. and I think we and popped. You completely in. ignored him. I, I was like, "Don't you give a shit about your parents or what?" <laughs> <laughs> they helped you get to where you're going. <laughs> but um, we popped in a video, and Coach Horn. Uh, it wasn't a porn. <laughs> it, was, it, it was Goonies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched Jeff Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um. He started critiquing how I rode legs in, in high school and proceeded to pretty much start grinding my face into my living room carpet with the legs. So, Coach, you threw the boots in on you in your living room? He did. Wow. Did, and, uh, did your mom scream? She started screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She screamed and they were applauding. <laughs> they knew good technique yeah. when they saw it. Single you pussy, get up! That's right. You think I'm gonna come watch you wrestle okay, in Ohio? That's one of those moments as a recruiter. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, we're just talking about it. I said, well, here, here's how I do it. So, I, I threw the legs in. I'm cranking that shit out of him. In, in his basement. That's right. And his parents are sitting down there. And uh, and how did that all end up, Dan? I think um, you're, you're like, you fucking signed this piece of paper or you're not getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was the 80s. That's how things work. Yeah, I'll tell you what, this power half can get a whole lot tighter. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. But, but in, in the... It was the right move. No, it was in the, the overall, what, what did you do? I want to take care of yeah. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. So I, I risked my case yeah. on that. It was a great decision. It was a great decision because Timmy ended up, I think... I, you were clearly the bait. You got you to sign a carol and use that as the bait to get me to come over. There you well, go. I was a little bit harder to get to come. You were hard? <laughs> that sounded really bad. Tim, walk us through your, your recruiting uh, journey. Yeah, so we were, I, I've known Coach since I could walk. I used to have to step over his corpse when I would go to the bathroom after my dad would have a football party. My <laughs> coach was a defensive back coach for my father's football team, so they kept it for many years. And anytime there'd be a party at my house, I'd wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and there'd be this body laying between my bedroom and the bathroom that I'd have to step over to get into. And I'd wake up the next morning and all the trees I used to like to climb on the street would be down because coach would go out there and throw a figure four around them and, and take them down. It's something true or not? That would be true. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I take it. 
So I was I was signed, sealed, delivered going to Miami, um, and, and when Dan backed out of going down there with me, coach had asked me to come in and sit down and talk with him about Carol, um, and came in, talked with him, and walked out of there thinking, eh, yeah, maybe, but I'm still going to Miami. And then he invited me back in and, and put the hard press on, and, and every negative I had on the university turned into a positive and ended up going there, and without question, best decision of my life. No question. I think we can all share similar stories like that. And uh, I, I imagine Dan probably just warned you, like, look, don't. Don't get this guy in your basement. <laughs> don't, hey, if, if, if they flip, like, like don't, take that, don't take bottom. Don't take bottom. <laughs> you're, going on top. you're going on top of anything. You're going on top all day. What about Dale? What about you? Do you have any? Uh, I just have to come intervene down here. here, just here for, I have to intervene here just for a second because now I have this flashback. I was, if I was instructing something, uh, Mike was right around my waist. <laughs> hey, Stolster, come on up. Back in the day, and I would say, Stolster, can you come out here? He's like, come out here. I, I think if I remember correctly, I had like a wham half shirt on. I was, I was sitting on the stairs next to the trainer, just like, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, cool, yeah, I'll come on over there. And of course, it was front headlock. And but front the, head, nearly got choked out every time. But to your credit, you never whined your way out of it. Absolutely. Well, because you probably couldn't breathe. <laughs> I, I, I was unconscious <laughs> for seconds in the front headlock. But you were never a power bottomless single? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dale, walk, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about your recruiting journey. Allison, I was a highly recruited athlete <laughs> coming out. <laughs> I don't know much about my high school career, but I mean, uh, it was uh, pretty. Well, it was pretty stellar. It started out freshman year. I was probably 0 and 9. Let's see, uh, you know, I was wrestling and, and Volker had just left because him and uh, he left about what, 86, 87 or something like that? Maybe, is that about right? 85. 85, okay, 85, yeah. So he left in 85. And what was your first or, or second? That would have been my, fre my, 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 <laughs> my freshman year. But, Here's uh, why I left. I left because all the talent was leaving. Was leaving, so I could see what was coming. In. I had the prelocks and I had the Sullivans and uh, the Vivianis. We were oh, yeah, loaded, yeah. You and guys, I said, "You know what? I better get the fuck." <laughs> you it's you it's high tide, <laughs> low tide. Cover me, bear. <laughs> I gotta get out. Um, that's not really what. <laughs> <laughs> so, as mentioned previously, I was highly recruited for my <laughs> stellar that was skills. Junior year. My, uh, How did you guys play? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, guy I wrestled with, uh, no names in this room because obviously it's just, are we on camera? We, <laughs> I don't know how these podcast things work, but. Uh, we didn't so, have wide enough lens. Uh, Banco and Single were my were, were obviously teammates of mine when I was a junior, and so junior year didn't either go really well either. I think it was 16 and. 40 something like that <laughs> didn't go so well either your junior year? i really you know i'm not gonna say i blossomed my senior year i mean i really hit the you know hit the ground running my senior year and well, had you had some good coaching there. i had some great coach i had tim armelli who you know 
love the man to death, just like Kerry Volkman. I mean, certainly, uh, obviously, two of the biggest biggest pillars in my life. You know, kind of you know showed me the way about how hard work. But uh, so I uh, was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time, and had great uh, great guys around me to, to make things work out uh, the way they did. And you know, I was fortunate enough. I own the only two uh, bracket sheets that Tim Bank doesn't. Which <laughs> I remember Timmy came, Timmy came to my house after I won a state championship. And goes, you have the only two bracket sheets I don't own. Right. <laughs> so, my my all worked out well, and then uh, you know, so then I, I was. Uh, I own them now. I bought them for Brian Bontempo. <laughs> Brian Bontempo called me the next day. He was the very first person to call me and said, "We'd like you to come visit John Carroll." And so I went up and visited Single Banco and Gip, and stayed the night with Single Bank, and we went to the Rock. And I thought. I told my dad, I go, I said, I'm definitely going here. I go, this place is cool. And, these guys, and then I got the same thing. I got to play football my uh, my first two years and uh, and wrestle my first two years. And then Joe Schmidt, got, he walked in. I remember him telling me really clearly after I tore my ACL playing football, I said, hey, you can be a jack of all trades or a master of one. And I, that, was the, that was the writing on the wall. I decided uh, at that point I should probably just wrestle the rest of my uh, time at Carroll. And it worked out. You know, coach was great. We had uh, Volkman and, and Tom Milkovich. Was, uh, Tom Milkovich was, uh, yeah, was, kudos to you. How did you get Tom Milkovich to come to John Carroll? I, I, that's really? an interesting story. No, here's how he got him. He ran, <clears throat> ran the because damn legs he... in his Threw the fucking boots on him and then couldn't get out. So, no. Come around. Get out. Work Tommy was the head coach at Alabama. Oh, the, oh I didn't know that. Back okay. at the time. Yeah. Okay. Auburn, though. Auburn. And when, Auburn. Yeah, that's right. Auburn. Well, thanks, sir. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to be fiercely correct. Would that have been a big difference in Auburn, <laughs> Alabama? I mean, for, this, for the 12 people who listen to this yeah, podcast, no one's checking. No one's checking. So anyway, uh, I had, uh, back when I was the head coach at Lake Catholic, everybody was taking their kids to camps. And I said, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to bring the clinicians, I'm going to raise enough money and bring them to lay Catholic, and that's when I brought the Milkoviches in. So I had Tommy, and I had the old man, and I had Mike. Yeah, I had uh, Michael, mm -hmm. and Jamie came along with the deal. And then I could say, rather than them teaching you something, I would say, because I knew all those guys well by that time and I said you know Mike here's here's what I need we're struggling with guys that cannot get out of get out of the legs they're getting their asses kicked <laughs> I keep throwing <laughs> I keep throwing the legs on these guys and nobody's getting out of <laughs> and some of these guys worse than that can't get off the mat and get out hey uh they're really good on their feet, but they can't can't get out. So I brought them, and then you know Tommy was at Auburn. Okay, <laughs> he was a, he was at Auburn, but I called him and I said, Tommy, what are you doing? He goes, I said, how about coming over and coaching with us? And he said, uh, Coach, 
That'd be pretty cool. But along with him came Mike. Oh, yeah. And Dan. 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 Not Mike. It was Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny came. Yeah, you got to So, and that made a, no question, you know, you try to bring the best people you can find, and the Milkoviches, I mean, these guys had created such, such an aura about themselves, and I got them to come in, and it was, it was great. It yeah. Was very, very cool. So, so milk, milk ran the milk, milk ran the room, um, and you know, at that point, right? Volk, Volk was uh, more of what I'd refer to as kind of the. Uh, he, he was basically the the uh, motivational, you know, kind of administrative inspiration. Yeah, thank you, administrative. You know, you wanted to win for Volk, right? I wanted to win for Volk, but but when it came down to like technically, I mean, what Tommy Volkovich was a two-time national champ for Michigan State, right? I mean, he was the real deal. I mean, he, uh, you know, I give. I, I, I guess we could say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we could give him credit Buddy. for that. Yeah. What, what's Danny's resume? I uh, didn't win any. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that. Danny Miller. So, Was he a national champion All-American as well? He went to Kent, okay? So, you Tommy want to went you want to, to Michigan. Again, Tim, or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy went to Michigan. Or, Tommy went to Michigan. And Mike... But... In any event, Pat became a, uh, he was close to being a four-time national champ. Well, I mean, like, throughout Northeast Ohio, like, from the probably 60s through most of the 80s, I mean, the Milkovich family was synonymous with, you know, championship wrestling, and Maple Heights was obviously a powerhouse for yep. decades, and the Milkovich family, the, their kids won national titles and state titles and everything else, so they, they were... Here for sure, you know, one of the one of the first probably big time wrestling families in Northeast Ohio, um, and I think that was pretty. I mean, from what Dale said, it was pretty awesome to have one of those guys in the room helping coach at Carroll, and you know that, and I'm sure that. Was, I mean, I, one thing I would tell you, Coach, too, like you always had, you know, even when we wrestled with, like, because my class we're we're way younger than a lot of these older guys we're talking to right now, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Just, just a fact. Just a fact. I mean, yeah. If we're fact checking, like, look at the yearbooks. Like, we're several, several years below these guys. But like, you, you know, you, our freshman year, we had Bakaizo, who's a, you know, couple-time All-American national runner. We had Mike Gilmore, who's an assistant national champ. Then the next two years, Tony Periano, Division One All-American, you know, two-time state champion. Then Sean, Sean was. I mean, Sean Gross was great our senior year. He was never an All-American, but he was a national qualifier. Like, won 120 matches. At Miami, I mean, he was stud, and even then bringing Drew in, I mean, there always was a good pipeline of uh, really good guys that could kind of help run the practices while you did what you needed to do to keep bringing the kids in, and um, I think that was like part of the key to the success, where you would find guys that were perfect and had a lot of experience, especially on like a you know a Division One level, and uh, I think that made a big difference, you know. But. I mean, Dale, I mean, obviously you heard about his accolades. He probably didn't need the coaching. Like, he knew what he needed to do. <laughs> but, but, but for most of us, like, it was helpful. No, these guys were, 
outside of being who they were, they cared about kids and they didn't cross the they didn't cross they didn't cross the line. They didn't want to be the head coach. They just wanted to help. They wanted to help kids. So I feel like not only did uh, Milkovich help us in that program, but we helped Tommy uh, in his life as well. We Stay gave him. Oh, yeah. And then Absolutely. he became the head coach of Walsh not that many years ago, right? Okay. Gave him a, you know, gave him an opportunity. In the end. <laughs> so. So it was 1924, and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, times were lean. So, where did you find um, Bon Tempo? It was an alley on West Sixth. No, with Eds. No, I would. Yeah, I would like post it. <laughs> I would post it in amateur wrestling news. For real? Yes. So, so not to interrupt, but like a funny story about Coach V's like job postings on amateur wrestling news. So, we were. It was my. I think going into my senior year, he put a you know a notice out there for the GA position. He got a reply back from a fellow named Ryan Heinbach, who most of you guys probably know well. And. Ryan replies to Coach's, uh, you know, posting and said, you know, Coach, I'd really like this position. I, I'm looking to get my master's. I wrestled at Penn State, he, you know, he, yada, yada, yada. And uh, Coach said, well, we did already fill the GA position, but we would like to have you as an assistant. Maybe that would work out. Why don't you send me a resume? So Ryan sends Coach like a cover letter, a resume. First of all, the funniest part of this is on the cover letter, he said, Dear Jerry Bulkman, <laughs> one in. So he got his name completely wrong. Attention to detail was always his. Needless to say, Coach Harris been a second. It was very impressive. <laughs> I mean, we could we could tell Heimbach stories for two I hours. Said, here, I, said, I said, is this guy trying to lose a job before <laughs> I ever even open his letter or what? I'm gonna outthink him and give him the job that he doesn't even want to get. Show him who's boss. <laughs> but, I mean, and then, you know, he, he loses his keys on the first road trip. Like, there, you could go down a rabbit hole with those stories. But to kind of, like, jump avenues a little bit, I mean, we would still stick with Giant Cat Wrestling because you guys have had so much, you know, different experiences that way. But what, what's, like, a, a great, you know, Kerry Volkman story that you remember from your days competing at Carroll for him? You know, whether it was, like, a Florida trip or... Uh, time at nationals or a big OAC duel or saying like Dan is there anything specifically that I mean it could be what's the rating on this podcast yeah, it's, it's whatever you want anything goes um, there's six listeners and most of them <laughs> are here and, don't even, and most of them are here right now you better come up with fucking something <laughs> I'm trying to think of the G rating I'll throw your ass down and throw the boots in right now um <laughs> so. Okay, let's go to the next guy, <laughs> Dale. So we did freshman year. So we come in and, you know, it's sort of like a, a team building activity. And we have one of our first practices and it's early in the season before we're real, real serious. And there's going to be a, um, we're gonna, we're gonna go like happy hour at Cafe Rock, which was a bar back in the day. We all go to Cafe Rock. 
and go in and so like real quick for the younger guys what is cafe rock <laughs> so cafe rock was the pretty much only bar on campus that any of us could get into. Well, it wasn't on campus. But it, it was, was off campus. Yeah, off campus. Okay, so a bar, campus. a bar by campus. Is this guy at that? So, and I was home, actually. I, was, I think it was a Friday, and I might have went home to do laundry or something like that. And I'm like, tell my parents, I'm like, I'm going to head back up to campus. We're having like a team get together. You know, I probably left out the part. It's at a bar. But um, I show up at Cafe Rock, and the door is locked and knock on the door and who are you they let us in and it's like a free-for-all at like nine o'clock at night what year were you then dan <laughs> i was a freshman <laughs> <laughs> cafe rock doesn't exist anymore nobody's getting in trouble i think that's freaking illegal yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think mcaa wise i think in yada 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 illegal situation no, no, the next podcast will go through all the illegal stories <laughs> <laughs> This might be a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not have been a bottle of, uh, of wild turkey involved, and I think somebody swung a wet mop and knocked Ed Lipnose down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not saying who. That might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> Tim? Uh, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> it's after college, fortunately. Kentucky Derby, there are three of us who are there. Oh, oh I was <laughs> <laughs> So I invited my father, Baltman, oh, and this is the best. Almost all of my high school and college buddies, and they came down, and, and we got down, they got down Thursday night. No we, furniture, by the way. Were you, were you employed at this point? I wasn't, yes. I wasn't <laughs> So my dad shows up late Friday night and he comes walking in. I'm like, well, where's Volpe? And he asked only my dad would say, like, hey, go, go fucking look, he's in the car. <laughs> and I go outside and, and my, in my dad's car in the passenger seat, Volpe is passed out. There's puke down the entire passenger side of the car. I walk back in and I said, Dad, what the hell happened? He's like, let me tell you what the fuck happened. <laughs> He said, we weren't off 271 yet, and Volkman says to me, Banco, you haven't fucking lived unless you've handed off a beer going 65 miles per hour. <laughs> so here I am driving on 271, he's hanging out the window, passing beers to cars as they're, as they're driving past them. <laughs> he's like, Ben, I need to go to the bathroom. We pull off the I didn't miss one hand off. <laughs> <laughs> we pull off at the McDonald's, and Volkman says, the service isn't what it needs to be. He hops the counter and proceeds to start helping the McDonald's people serve French fries and hamburgers. That's the truth. <laughs> and then, obviously, it went south from there. Yeah, so here's how it goes south, though. <laughs> All right. So, I'd like to clarify the story. So I... Um, Reclimate myself <laughs> during the evening, and then I wake up in the morning. And uh, Tim Bank, who was uh, kind enough to let us come into his place with no furniture or whatever, and he did 
I think he took care well, Tim, of Tim, were you living down in Louisville? Oh, I, was, oh, I was, was living in Louisville. Best. I was Louisville the best. Living with Vita Loca. The living. best. I was living in Louisville, and, and Volkman and my dad said, hey, if we come down, we're not drinking beer. We're doing this right. We're drinking mint juleps. Oh, boy. So we bought I two pre-made. I didn't say that. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, I did we, not. We we, I never had a mint julep in my life. <laughs> so we get two pre-made gifts of mint juleps. Right. We pour them and we hand one to my dad and one to Volkman. Oh boy. And they take a sip and they're like, oh, this is shit. Give me a beer. Give me a Bud Light. So I'm a Slovenian kid by upbringing and I'm not going to let this. You're not going to waste it. You're not going yeah, to waste, waste it. So I'm going to set up your story. By noon, you I may have to gone set up my that. story, Tim, <laughs> because I am my story and I'm going to tell it. <laughs> so I, I may have. Me and a buddy may have drank the mint juleps. Can we, can we clarify P one item? Well, can we clarify Tracker. one item on Please that trip? That I, I would like to weigh in on the fact that <laughs> the, the, the morning of the Kentucky Derby, uh, when Volkman was passed out and everybody was passed out on the floor, including myself, I was not the least of which, but I was up early, maybe having a cup of coffee Cats or something. Nice. You yeah. ate a stick of butter. I did eat some butter because that's all Banco had in his refrigerator, and I was hungry. <laughs> and so, but I go out. Could, it, could anybody <laughs> identify themselves I, by name? I go out. Who was at the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> At that time, I go I'm Kerry Volkman, <laughs> and I was at the Kentucky Derby. I was at the Derby as well. <laughs> and what you? is your who, name? Who are you? I, and uh, what is let, your let name? Dale, let the state, state this is a Dale Fontenot Caprosi. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recruited Dale Caprosi. I'd like to refer to that. Who else was at that uh, uh, single debacle? Seabiscuit. Actually, I think prisoner. Prisoner of War won that year. Banker went to jail. And what is your name, sir? Dan Siegel. <laughs> the reason I went Dan to jail. Siegel. The reason I went to jail. Did you go? Very out of, yeah. Uh, Banker went to jail. We should have another. Hey, Walt Karamar is not here, but he was on that trip as well. That's right. Walt was in the backseat because we picked Gilmore. up Christy on the way out. Gilmore. Gilly was there. But the better part of the whole story is when in the morning I went out to go look at uh, Mr. Banks' car, <laughs> the the passenger side, <laughs> the passenger side mirror was hanging from like wires. And I'm like, what in the fuck did these guys do last night? I knew the mirror was on last night, so I went to look at the puke. And was, I'm like, holy shit. He goes, the old man Banco decided he was going to take it to the car right. wash, right? No, no. No. Oh, go Volk, ahead, Volk went to, to the car wash. No. How did, it, how did we miss the mirror? No, how here's your clarification off? on that situation. Is <laughs> <laughs> that I felt bad because I had puked on the side of Mr. Banks' car. <laughs> And I took it to the uh, car wash, and I think I went in indirectly, and uh, as I was pulling out, I ripped the side of your mirror. <laughs> How do you go in your car wash? That's a true story. <laughs> that, is a true, that is a very true story. Uh, so, Banco, I think we should like propel the story into where you ended up that afternoon, and how. And how? You how about we don't go that? Hey, let's so, go that. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story. I'm, I'm not ashamed of the story. I'm not ashamed of the story. How long so, are you allowed to have a podcast for? As long as you want. Long as you want. <laughs> no, wait a minute. So we have now lost. Hey, you don't have to listen to it. We long. have.
we haven't lost a listener yet. We may have gained a couple. <laughs> show, show me the ra- I, I, you know, I'll bet the ratings are going up. I'll bet everything. <laughs> These guys, this is like ridiculous. That show. <laughs> this is. Banco, so go. So, so we, I again, I've had a fifth of mint julep, <laughs> and we go to the derby, and it's like most derbies when I was there, it's raining. Yes. And it's frigging cold. Yeah, I was cold. Ah, they don't often like sell a fifth of mint julep, but you, right. <laughs> you have to plan ahead. <laughs> right, right, right. Like hey, for those of you who don't know, mint julep is Kentucky bourbon with a mint leaf and sugar. It's fucking horrible, especially when you're 25 years, 23 years old, whatever I was. It, it's fucking horrible, whatever your age is. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the Derby in single, who's done this my entire life, so shame on me, starts with, Banco, look how clean those people are. You should go throw them in the mud. <laughs> so like a dumb, drunk, degenerate was. We had done mudslides, we were wrestling, now all of a sudden we're taking clean people in their Kentucky Derby vests and we're throwing them in the mud. Now we're playing King of the Hill. Dan wasn't throwing anybody in the mud. No. He was encouraging Tim to just talk. Every person close to him. It was a test. What was the test? The test was, you know... Am I dumb enough to listen yeah. to this dumb? Are you stupid enough to fucking do it? <laughs> <laughs> You well, said it's your residence? Yeah, you should probably cut his tent. Yeah. What the hell? Let's <laughs> see what happens if we cut that. <laughs> well, I didn't so, think he was going to do it. <laughs> the police come again. over and they warn us. So you had a warning? We did have one. Okay. We may have had So how is this my fault? Well, you've assaulted multiple people here <laughs> at this world renowned event. That's a warning. <laughs> Four more of these and it's going to be serious. No, no. So, they, they, so what did you go to jail for? Right. Uh, trespassing. Yes. <laughs> you went to one, one of the tents. Yeah. No, he so went into one of the tents. I was, I, I was covered in mud. And he was in a private hole. And, I, and there was a space heater. It looked like he had just gotten out of the movie Rainbow. And me, <laughs> Willie Bears, me, Willie Bears, and a couple other people. Beef Wellington. Walked into Beef the, <laughs> walked into the Beef. tent area and as soon as I walked in handcuffs went on man I got taken away in a paddy wagon. You learned a lesson that day. Yeah. So my dad Don't comes in that single that gets back. So now I'm Did in jail. Did you come home in underwear or something like that? So now I'm in you jail. No Did you get raped in jail? <laughs> <laughs> I got traded I got traded for and that's gonna be part three of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got traded for a pack of Where did the bad man touch you? <laughs> <laughs> the next time I went to the Kentucky Derby, I got an eighth of a jewel. <laughs> That's the right number. It's just an eighth. <laughs> you sure you don't want the fifth? No. Eighth is fine. So, eighth is so my dad Tim, comes to pick me up. If you don't mind, go ahead. Could we speed uh, forward on this? <laughs> <laughs> because. You oh, don't. Right. You don't remember fucking Jack Sitton. I'm gonna consolidate it. <laughs> so, so, there we go. Before you consolidate, so go ahead. He gets arrested. Bingo. And then we go to pick me up. You and my dad. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. That was a great story. Yeah, because he. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Nice he, and clean. Because he loved. Meet us at the car wash. Because he loved you. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, this son of a bitch 
comes out of the police station. Out of the pokey? And I swear to God, he looked like he was in the movie Rambo. I said, oh, and I remember your dad was like, oh, my God. I said, no, this could, they're just kids. I try to get you off the, off the hook. But it was you were the wreck of Hesperus. I'm, I want to go on public record about this. And you were a despicable human being <laughs> at, at that juncture of your life. And so I don't think you should ever be able ever to point a finger at me about maybe one of my indiscretions because... <laughs> Didn't you lose a lot of respect for him that day? I, I did. No, I lost... <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Just don't want to get this on record. Remember, this is Dan remember yelling at him? I can tell you to go <laughs> stay in that lady's tent. I remember I got on your wrist. So. <laughs> this was your best friend. I said, hey, Dan, aren't you his best friend? Go get him out of yeah. jail. Were you his best friend? I still am. I think. Well, What's you shouldn't be. <laughs> this is your fucking he fault. He did, he blamed you me. You fucking pussy. All you do is point him to throw people in. You don't have the balls to do it yourself. You got you arrested just... for trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you were assaulting people. <laughs> <laughs> they got arrested for assault. Maybe I have some blood on my hands. <laughs> you were in some place you shouldn't have been. <laughs> And that's the truth. <laughs> Coach? What does that tell you? Uh, there's. Did I ever trespass when I was part of your team? <laughs> no. There you go. There but you should have trespassed <laughs> for your best friend. I did. Yeah, I took him. Well, there's a lot so of chin that there was a lot of discussion about. So the, that. the the untold part of the story is at the end after my dad got me in jail, we had to go track down Volkman. And where were you? You were at a country music bar, line dancing. No, with your <laughs> dad. <laughs> here's what happened. Hey, Macarena. His, his father was so pissed off, and I was like, "Let's go, you know Steve. They're just kids. They're just kids. Let's go." I mean, you know what I like to do when I'm really mad at my kid? Country line dance. <laughs> We did, we did not even know what country line dancing was then, nor did we know how to drink mint juleps, so it was a setup from the beginning. Let's be honest, it was Depeche Mode, so personal I, Jesus, I took, and you were doing the line I, I took your dad to save your ass. Thank you. That's why I did that. So I, my dad's waiting to come get me. He's sitting next to two women who are there to pick up his daughters. And when he got me out, he's like, you know, if it weren't for my conversation with them, I'd kill you. And I said, well, what was that conversation? He said, I'm here to pick you up for disorderly conduct, trespass, and everything else. They're here to pick up their daughters for this for uh, indecent exposure. <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of proud parents. Right? You know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, Coach Veet says, hey, you guys should consider John Carroll University. <laughs> We got a spot for you. Speaking, speaking <laughs> this of which, was at the end of their career. No, but this we got, when they were mature. <laughs> yeah, Suppo supposedly, allegedly. allegedly. Then you're like, let's step it up later and let's let's recruit this recruit that Stalin Ayers guys. 
They're really way more mature. Yeah, that, I feel that's like we right. stepped it up a notch for the show. <laughs> all right, so we could sit here and tell stories all night, but I think we're, we've been a little bit over an hour now, and um, we're going to kind of wrap it up with one of our favorite segments is five questions. Mike usually handles it from here, and I have assumed that he's got five questions. So you guys probably don't know how this works. Maybe you do, but Mike's got five questions. We're going to kind of direct I don't know them. how this works. Yeah, the we're going to format. The format will be a little bit unique tonight, just given the given the forum here tonight. But um, we're going to start. Uh, you know, normally we would ask five questions and then we would answer them for you. Um, but with so many people here tonight, I, I, I've I've adjusted the format a little bit. We're going to go around the room. We've got several generations of wrestlers here tonight, and uh, we're going to start out a little mundane and just ask. Simply because the, the did you the, just say mundane? I did, I did. We're so gonna where get, the hell did you pull that fucking word out of? Out of the old the old noggin, uh, and and I learned uh, several uh, words from Coach Kerry Volkman, which we'll get into here in just a second. But um, uh, we several generations of wrestlers here, and the name of the podcast is Cutting Weight. How many pounds has? What's the most amount of pounds you've lost in a single day in order to make weight? We'll start with the um, the elder in the room, Coach Kerry Volkman. Well, here's my deal. I started in football at 100. I think we've got another hour in this, in this second. 178 pounds. So that's what I played football at. And then uh, there was a kid, Joe Lineweber, Joe his... Old man father lied. was a um, construction guy, and he got run over. So I went from 178 to 152. It, it, how is the guy getting run day. over rather than one day? Yeah, I'm saying, did you just say someone's dad got run over? <laughs> <laughs> that you you, you kind of glossed over that part. I can go right Let's by a guy. Fucking dad get run over. It's a, it's a big ass fucking construction vehicle, right? So, so, so the guy's dad died, and you had to cut weight. Is that is that what we're getting at here? No, the funeral. Lion Weber got run over the kid. Holy shit! But I still don't get how that happened. Did that open up that weight class for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. we're, we're gonna stop right there. <laughs> Because nothing is going to be that entertaining. Oh, holy shit. So, did Carlos send me? Were you go. driving the truck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't work there. <laughs> so, here's what the Carlo tells me. After he's my defensive coach, he goes, uh, calls me in the office, and he goes, I've uh, got good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> we, lost, we, we, we lost our senior starter. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm not gonna tell you how now. <laughs> so, but he just said no. He, he was pretty point blank about it. He said, uh, "You thinking can get down to His next thought was, "How are we gonna fill this lineup? Hundred, hundred. Oh yeah. No. I can try to get down to. You thinking get down to one fifty two? And I said. Uh, Anyway, at the end of that season, I got pneumonia, and uh, I was undefeated, and I never got a chance to go to the national tournament. Was oh, uh, pneumonia? Oh, okay. That's a real tragedy. Kind of like the kid who got run over by a, by a construction 
construction vehicle. <laughs> it's all about construction. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, there's. Gosh, know. I I just hate that for you. So many sad stories with that. <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> Question number two. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going around the room with that one. All right, we've got Dan Singel in the room, who is a uh, a famed orthopedic surgeon in uh, South Carolina. Um, which bone? Or which which part of the human anatomy is not genitalia? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Everything here we go. Other than your genitalia, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if this is why. If you know this, do we again, have to drop our pants now? No, I I don't want to see anyone's bone. I just want to know. <laughs> Which uh, which of these bones is not? Oh, oh so you're gonna give us a list. Okay. Choices. All right. So, is is this like the? Am uh, I getting dipped? The a little pause in the game. This is this is the this is really just gonna rein it back in so we can end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just answer how much weight I used to lose? <laughs> Uh, this is kind of for the room, so we'll have to vote with it. Here we go. I'm with you, Mike. All right, here we go. Okay. The uvula. Mm, no, it's no. the little thing in the back of your throat. The punching bag in the back of your throat. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I yeah, think you're familiar with this. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> you can tell us a little bit about your gag <laughs> reflex later, babe. <laughs> How you had that removed just so you could... <laughs> uh, the coccyx. No. I'm not no. sure if I'm saying that right. Coccyx. Your the coccyx. C-O-C-C. <laughs> or the philtrum. Philtrum is here. But there's also a filter money. It was a trick question. None of these are genitalia. <laughs> wow, he's good. He's, he's they don't call him doctor for nothing, Mike. <laughs> but anyway. it has nothing to do yeah. with what All I do. All right, so I guess he's I guess <laughs> he, he is a doctor. <laughs> Can I request a better question? <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, keep What's going. It? Here we go. Favorite made-up word ever spoken by Kerry Volkman? Bacala. No. Attitudinally. Matriculationally. What do you mean, made-up? These words are not found in a dictionary. Any word could be spoken and an L-Y added to it, and that was basically Kerry Volkman's parlance. So basically... is charged. So... I've heard several. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, um, I think he meant like it was a falsity, but he said untruthitude. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? Uh, he, for the record, he can be president. <laughs> what, what, did current president. what did they say, Michael? Michael, this, this, this guy, I'll tell you, he might have been an All-American, but in my opinion... Uh, you're just as good as him, I, you know. And if you, if you don't win this match, it's gonna be. That, I mean, that's just an untruthitude. Anybody else with a favorite a favorite Volkman made up words? I mean, I do agree with you. I think the uh, the LY. Added to the end of any word was kind of something that Kerry was pretty good at. I used to do that. He was that was his that was his uh, chopping block for. Give us uh, one. You got one. I mean, attitudinally, he would often yeah. say. 
I yeah, I was just reminded of a story about Coach V. Remember the day that he walked, he came in. And, and we're gonna have to sign off right now. <laughs> Remember the day Coach V lost his mind during like uh, fall practices, and uh, he had apparently lost money on the Ohio State Northwestern game, and uh, went off and just like completely like was like. You guys don't even know what it means to go out there and compete. You got guys like Ohio State going out there and losing to Northwestern. And they're like, we're all looking at each other like, did he lose money on the game? I don't understand. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, that was high adventure. All right, next question. Yeah, let's go to the next one. All right, here we go. Tim Bank, this one's for you. All right. Favorite Florida trip story. If you've got one here. The fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we go into, what was the name of the place, Danny? Shit, hold on. What going to say? Candy, candy store? Candy store. Candy store. We go Four into the candy store. We had just wrestled in the tournament up in Tampa. We went down to Fort Lauderdale, and it was the night Was it a couple nights before New Year's Eve? No, it was after. It would have been after. It was after New Year's Eve. Anyhow, jump in there and enjoy this story. Something Caprozzi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me tell the story because it's, it works out really better. So, hey, um, hey, Jimmy, can you find me another yeah. Bud Light? So we go in. We go into this bar, and uh, and it's the day after. Uh, what is it? Is it is New Year's Eve? No, it was not no, New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. New Year's Day Eve. Or whatever, something, whatever. One of those days. Perfect. But either way, we're in there, and uh, Stan Sounds Rhodes, like Banco. you guys had a horrible. Time we had, a, we had a great we had a great time on New Coach, Day. you didn't take us anywhere. Coach, those trips were amazing. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, you know I mean listen, I'm in my you know I'm in my prime. I'm, I'm fit. I probably got a six pack rolling. You know, chicks are digging me. I'm not gonna lie. And I'm wearing a pretty tight shirt. It's just sort of like the one I'm wearing right now. Tight in very different places. Exactly. Go ahead. So long story short, uh, you know, this nice uh, young female, maybe middle-aged at that point, but, you know, kind of up my alley, she was gig digging me. And uh, so uh, her boyfriend didn't think it was nearly as funny that I was dancing with her. And so he decided that he was going to grab me by my throat. It's shocking, very shocking. And so he grabs me by my throat and then grabs a hold of my shirt. And before I know it. So the worst thing you can do in a restaurant or a bar with a bunch of wrestlers yes. is grab one of the wrestlers by their shirt or their throat with 15 other wrestlers nearby. So before I knew it, I had my shirt was ripped. There was blood all over it. None of it was mine. And uh, Banco was beating the piss out of this guy <laughs> on the floor while Stan Rhodes is like butt fucking him. It was, it was, it was quite comical. <laughs> Who was the coach at that time? <laughs> <laughs> the best was Volkman comes in and Brendan was was he there with us? No, he wasn't with us. No, no, he, he, he went to California. Yeah. But but the comment was I he came down to see me. I can't wait till my son yes. can be here with me. <laughs> That was the best. That was my best experience. Just beating the crap out of people and butt fucking them. That's the, <laughs> the Jack Real way. Right? <laughs> that's how the Jesuits dream of it. Service for others and you get your ass whooped and riding boots and beating people. The last part might have been about. I mean, you'd have to say it in Latin to make it official, but. Oh, yes, you dominate. Just to. Uh, <laughs> Just to try to uh, uh, 
decimate this situation. I didn't use an outline. <laughs> De great. Decimating me. Decimating me. Decimated. But there is a decimating. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's in the, the Webster's. So. <laughs> the Webster leaves. <laughs> so, back in the day, and I don't know if you guys were part of this or not, but I always promised that when I became 60 years old, I would get a tattoo. Oh boy. Six or sixty? Six or sixty. Sixty. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say. Do you have one? <laughs> this yes, is what I, I do, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Give your balls a tug of pros. He's got a goddamn tattoo. Where's it at? I gotta see it. Where's this at? Here you have a tram stamp. This is a so, podcast. So you were with me when that happened? I was not with you when you had it. Where'd you get it? I got it. My, at my 60th birthday. Where's the next That's the question. <laughs> it's Dale Caprosi's face. It's on the small of his back. <laughs> Let it go. I, we gotta see this. Where's it at? Uh, I'll. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fuck you guys. Here it comes. For those of you at home. This is a great, great finale. Slowly got to sell. Should I some mood music? I mean, I used to argue with you guys about these uh, tattoos every time and said, how are you going to go home with those tattoos? And you were like, oh, don't we just, we just. I think we take I-77. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's no toll for tattoos. It costs anything extra. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. so oh, sure you know I'm not lying. You got that on your forehead? I'm telling oh, yeah. you. The clickets have come off. The clickets are off. The hats off. Let the record show the perm is gone. But I want to tell a story, okay? Mm -hmm. You guys weren't there, so I always promised this that my 60th birthday, I would. Who'd you promise this? And we were. It doesn't. People. I think it was Danny Ralph and that team okay. back in the day. And I said, if I make it to 60, which I never thought I would, coaching the likes of you. Right. I, uh, I thought for sure Frank was going to cause him death. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you were a saint, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I got it. Down in Coventry, yeah, where the uh, Cavaliers used to go, right? K-Tal was there. All right, so, okay. so he's quarter zip is getting unzipped. And I there thought we're... about it for a long time. Hair is coming out everywhere. And uh, I'm just saying, uh, shirt coming up. I I lived up to what I, you know, this is right in this right in line with the. Uh, Mustache story, which is uh, <laughs> a bit impulsive. <laughs> Funny story. Abs coming out. Shane, get the camera ready. Oh, here it is. It's a big titted woman. I didn't. You gotta turn around. I gotta. We can't see this coach. It's on his right shoulder. There we go. Oh, he's got the horseshoe and the horseshoe. Hold on. Show the horseshoe. Make sure that luck is in training. Mike, is that because you said that in your head? No. The deal is that. 
And I haven't seen it for a long time. It's on my fucking it, It's shirt. back. It's the luck is draining out of here. It's, 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 no, no, no. it's no, an Omega. Shamrock is inside the horseshoe. Right, but that's so all, all the luck is draining so out of there. No, it's containing it. Oh. It's containing the luck of the horse. Let's see again. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. So, Scott, can you sit on your head real quick so we can see it correctly? I, I <laughs> thought it was an Omega symbol there. But I can't. Are you wearing a thong? <laughs> it's called Tommy Thong. It's not Tommy John. It's Tommy Thong. All right, you know, you got any questions left? I, I, I had one more, but honestly, I don't know that we have time for it. So, uh, most of us will be edited out. Did yeah. I ever? Did I ever tell you? We'll, we'll keep that. Most of you guys are <laughs> fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> tell hey, hold on, tell us right. a good story that you remember about the guys. Like, but don't make it an all-night thing. Just tell the story about the scale ledge the hotel. Yeah, the window ledge story. Go on, do that's, that's the best one. That's the best. Which one? The, the window ledge in the hotel. Yes. Yeah, but not everybody was part of that. It doesn't matter. It's the best story. Don't let the truth get away with the story. All right. So, hold on here. Somewhere along the line. Uh, so, anyway, I'm sure that over the years, you guys have figured out that I'm not your average, <laughs> average guy. No. And that's why uh, I think that's uh, part. I think that's part of it. Why you never fucked around with me because you were like that fucking guy I'll fucking shoot you. Go run the gun <laughs> run the goddamn crazy. boots. So, <laughs> so anyway we went to Heidelberg. That's on your neck of woods, Stalser, isn't it? Not yeah, too far yeah. from Lima. So such great days. Anyway Harpooned away. I'd like to go on record as saying that I probably broke every NCAA violation that I possibly could Was that along the way. But you know what? I did it. Your way. Your way. Sing it. Because right. I did it my way. Put it Coach, before we leave, there's, I think we should start a new tradition that you had at the Varsity Club in Columbus. We're sitting at a wooden bar. What do you want to Want to bite the bar? No, we can't bite this bar. Why not? Because we Jimmy can't, Barr. because he's got dentures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my teeth can take it. So, All right, yeah, hey, look, let's end up with I did it my way. Yeah, let's let's play it out. You want to? Here it comes. It's great to see you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thanks Timmy Bang, Dan Single, Dale Brozy. Tom Bernard, John Bernard. And let's not forget Ronan, Ronan from, from, from across the, the pond. Yes. Holy cow. We bring, we bring them in from all over the country. It's, for a, these. it's, and, a, it's an all-star cast. And tonight. it is hey. a it's a worthwhile endeavor to listen to these podcasts, I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really as it is to share number before. About as much as it is to be a part of one. So let's clap them out, folks. Just for you guys, okay? And now the end is near. So and so I face the 
final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case without uncertain. I've lived, lived a life that's full. I traveled east and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way.